What is up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the TWC Stay Hated Podcast. We're not doing any intros this week. It's just me and Val. Hi there. Hi. Uh, <laughs> I say welcome back to you. Podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not her podcast. Taking over. So uh, we're up in North Conway right now, somewhat snowed in. It's not, not actually, but I don't really want to drive in it. Um, up here for Christmas, and I dropped the ball a little bit and don't have any podcast guests lined up currently. So well, we're we're doing it. You don't need one until Friday anyway. Yeah, but I'm it's double. Perfect time. It is perfect it's timing. It's quiet. The dogs just went for a walk, so they're tired and sleeping and cozied up on the couch. Um, and the so. walk was kind of a nightmare. Oh uh, yeah, totally. If you saw the trigger warning post with us holding the dogs. <laughs> that, <laughs> that wasn't us just being cute. Yeah, they were all out of necessity. Yeah, they were all fucked up from the uh, from the salt, I think. Yeah, we can't tell if it's their paws freezing or if they're burning from the salt used on the roads. If anybody actually if anybody listening has links to good dog mittens or us maybe a salve that we could put <laughs> that we could put on their their toesies because they have a hard time with it. So they generally do good in booties though. <clears throat> like besides they do okay, yeah, yeah, they do okay. Um, and then also, if anybody's listening and they have the same issue, you can cut the skinny part of a balloon off, and it kind of creates like a a foot condom. Yeah, <laughs> protection. I wish, I wish people could see us now because we're literally sitting in the middle of East Ass Fuck Nowhere. And Come on, it's not. It, it, and, it's not well, no, bad. but, and we're both sitting here wearing basically trigger warning stuff <laughs> from head to toe because this is just like the daily garb. Um, so anyway, so crazy couple of weeks. Should we do the moving story? Oh, man. Should we, should Man, we? I want to touch on the the walk too. It was also a nightmare because it's so icy out. Like the plowing here, like where we are specifically, I think it's like, I mean, it, it has to be per individual, right? Like we're kind of in a group of condos, so it's probably the responsibility of us, right? Not I don't us, know. Like, yeah, I think that they they're not gonna like plow super well no. here, but it was icy, and then we got like this nice, beautiful white Christmas layer. On top of the ice. Like a half inch on so, top. Yeah, you can't tell. Yeah, like I took the dogs out this morning and I was just getting pulled everywhere. Luckily, Winnie is like a really nice counterweight to me. Um, but also, I have the worst doms in my calves right now. <laughs> I think from doing stairs. So I've been doing these circuits at the gym. And it's been awesome. Like, they've been kicking my ass. It's been great. Uh, but yesterday... She my got calves, fucked up. My calves were so sore that I I was hobbling. Um, I shouldn't even say was because I still am. Um, but I was hobbling. Like, I can't straighten my leg. Or I can't, like, flex my calves when I'm walking. So I have to, like, straight walk it. So I have, as Anthony put it, like, Disney mom butt right now. <laughs> like, Pick, my butt just, picks, like, Pixar it. mom ass, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, just stuck anyway, in extension. That's just another point of like the walk that I'm, I've just been struggling hardcore. Like today was worse than yesterday, actually. I kind of moved around to the gym yesterday hoping that it would like break it up and feel better. Um, but that didn't happen. I don't know if I, I don't think I made it worse. I just think I really messed myself up by doing all those stairs. Val's experiencing like, I think, I think she's experiencing like what people experience when they first get into like lifting weights where it's like, why am I so fucking sore? Like someone who's like never squatted wide or something. And then all of a sudden you have them do like a speed workout and then they're, they like fall onto the toilet. It definitely feels that way. It feels that way, but I've never felt it in my calves. Like the same thing that you'd feel in your quads or like your high hamstring adductor after like squat, like a box squat session. (laughs) Um, I feel that in my calves though, and it's just the weirdest thing. So I'm being a mega baby, mega baby about it. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, the cat, your calves. Anyone who has seen Val in real life, especially when she was just breaking into super heavyweight, her calf, <laughs> her calves are where she gets all her power from. So, I think. <laughs> yeah, they're ba- basically the same girth as like my lower thigh. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, so. Yeah, we had her, she jumped in on a circuit with our buddy Evan and did like, I don't know if anybody has ever been on a woodway. If you don't know what a woodway is, look it up. It's basically like a treadmill that you power yourself and it's like curved. Uh, So like on a regular treadmill, you're basically just lifting your feet and the, the treadmill, the track keeps rolling. This is like, you're actually pulling the track as you go with it. And, uh. Yeah, so that was like day one with the circuit that was in there, and then day two, she ran seven well, flights of fucking I stairs. Stupidly, <laughs> uh, like Evan messaged me saying like, "Hey, like you can pick out the workout this time because he did the first one," and so I just kind of like, whatever stairs. I throw that on there. I don't really know how many flights of stairs are in the building. Uh, turns out. There's seven, which I did not know until I was doing the circuit. I thought there was like four and maybe five because we're in the basement. Um, and then I got to the fourth floor and I kind of like looked up the stairwell and there was many more flights. Of stairs. There's seven flights. So I'd already written down like four rounds. Um, so obviously I had to like complete that. Had to. Well, those are the rules. If you're going to start it. Well, yeah, yeah. You got to finish it, it. The rules are the minute I write it down, I have to do it. You know what I mean? Like there's no, there's no changing it once I write it, especially if I'm writing it. So yeah, that was brutal. Um, I think that's what I'm sore from. I got to assume. I don't think I'm sore from the woodway still, you know? There's no way you're sore from the woodway. No. Now. Well, yeah, it'll, it'll be a minute until I bring the stairs back into a circuit workout again, but um, I don't know, I felt really good after, like I felt really accomplished, you know? Um, I'm just really paying for it now. I'm on the second day of soreness and like, I'll be genuinely surprised if it's gone tomorrow, you know? It won't be. No, it It will just be, sorry if you're hearing some weird stuff in the background, we're trying to figure out how to shut off this fucking fan, but I can't, so. The fan? Yeah, that's gonna get picked up. Oh, stuff I don't even think about. It will. <laughs> it's my show. I should start thinking. About I know it's your. It's yeah. This is the Val show. Anyway, um, so we've had kind of a crazy week or so. 
Um, finally made the move. It'll be in the vlog. So the vlog kind of documents my journey. But... Your spiritual <laughs> my journey. My spiritual... <laughs> my uh, vision quest. But... Uh, <laughs> But, but let's recap. Yeah. Let's so, so yeah. So it, the the vlog won't be out for like another week for the public, but on the Patreon you'll be able to get it sooner. So shameless plug. patreoncom slash conjugate for three dollars and fifty cents you get the vlogs when they come out instead of a week later. And sometimes I do sneak peeks and all that stuff and discounts and all that shit. So anyway, uh, we hired movers to come from Ohio. And because I didn't want to have to load a U-Haul. Basically, I didn't want to have to load a U-Haul. And like trying to get a U-Haul to New Hampshire, we had two vehicles plus the U-Haul. So that means, and I'm not going to have Val drive across the country alone in her car. So we would have to have people come out to like fly out and then drive back or whatever with us. So you're paying for the flights, you're paying for their food, obviously, they're doing your favor and all this stuff, and you're paying for the fucking U-Haul. And you have to load and unload. And you have to load and unload. That's a big thing, too. Like, doing the drive plus the loading, unloading, we're like, you know what, if we can do the movers, we're going to try. Um, so, I first guy I got on the phone did the whole, I can only hold this uh, rate for three hours or whatever it was and it was like you know as soon as i hear that it's like well i've been in sales and i know you're full of shit so we said fuck it with that guy whatever he actually called me back later and we got into a verbal dispute on the phone that i'm not going to share but uh so then so found another guy and i guess all of these moving companies are kind of like they're like call centers and they like kind of quarterback what like how shit gets like how the movers go where so they might like start in florida have a pickup in tennessee that pickup is also getting dropped off in michigan but they have another pickup in ohio that's going to new hampshire and they try to like coordinate this like big shit show thing but obviously i'm assuming these people are getting paid about four dollars and fifty cents an hour um so <laughs> you don't get the most uh Anyway, they're not worried about your shit. They're just worried about getting the money, whatever. So we get, we get, you know, sign a contract uh, and stupidly don't look at the fine print on the contract. Just, I just listen. I just assumed that who I was talking to was telling me accurate information. So our last night in Columbus was supposed to be a Friday. We were going to, I was going to squat with night crew one last time. And they, the, and Val's sister was going to fly out Friday night. We were going to get them like all the stuff into the truck or the movers were going to get all the stuff in the truck Friday afternoon. We were going to go to the gym squat and then in the morning leave. And we're going to kind of caravan it, me in a truck, them and the dogs in the other car. So we get a call. We call them around two fifteen on Friday. Now, mind you, we have taken everything out of the house and put it in our garage in boxes with with the exception of our bed a desk and the washer dryer yeah and a coffee table so because i wanted to make it as easy as possible because i wanted to fucking squat so they needed to be done by 4 30 or whatever so i could get to the gym so 2 15 we call them roughly yeah so they 
well, you called them twice that week to confirm the time. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Mind that. Mind you, like at this point, we assume that when they give us a time frame, they're going to be there. So call them on Tuesday. That's when they initially gave you the 10 to 2 time frame on Friday. Um, and then you called again Thursday, which was the day before, just to like, hey, just confirming this, you know, that, that sort of thing that you do with legitimate businesses. Just confirming. So two con- confirmations and then, yeah, so then they don't show up. So well, we- no, we called them at like one fifty because they were supposed to give us a half hour heads up of like when they were coming. So on Friday at one thirty, they are not there. Uh, so they're already outside of that time frame that they originally gave us. So we called it like one fifty, being like, hey, what's going on? Um, this where part the, is kind of a blur. Where the fuck are... Well, yeah, there's like lots of moving... There's lots of moving parts. So we called... The, well, you, yeah, we called... I called, and they're like, yeah, we're, or no, you did. And it's like, we're not going to be able to get there. They're hung up on another job. This guy gets on the phone, tells Val it's his personal cell phone number, to which I lose my mind because i'm like the other guy gave us a quote unquote personal cell phone number and he's not picking up so like put pressure on this guy or whatever but they tell us they're coming the next day between 10 to 2. all right shitty but we can work with it so and i said to him listen we double confirmed this time frame and you guys didn't meet it so what is to say that you're not going to meet tomorrow's time frame (laughs) uh which he, you're gonna have to trust said, me. No, no, they'll be there. We're gonna 100%. be. We'll be there. Yeah. Um, so, so it's hard to it's hard to gauge like the rage level because in that moment we were so mad because it was so out of this world that they just didn't come. It was bizarre. It was bizarre, and like we didn't know the rest of the stuff. So like our <laughs> rage in that moment was just like. I can't believe this company would do this. Like, I was I at eight out of ten at that point. I was like yeah, an eight. Yeah, for sure. So it's hard to like gauge it because it just because later all of a sudden I was at like a fucking twelve out of ten. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So then I go to the gym. Val goes to pick up her sister. I go to the gym and I uh, <clears throat> I get a phone call from somebody and she, and it's a woman that I've never heard from and she asks me how flexible I am on pickup time. To which I tell her. Uh, we've already had 24 hours of flexibility, so I've reached peak flexibility, and there's no more flexibility to be had. So we get off the phone, then I call the quote-unquote personal cell phone number from this gentleman who told him, told Val his name was Rich, but me, his name was Kyle, <laughs> which we didn't put together until like days later, but so... He tells me, no, no one should be calling you with that. If, you know, I'm going to an office meeting right now. I'm going to bring all this up. You're good. You can call me at any point. We're going to do this. They'll be there tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, all right, 10 to 2. Cool. So then we get a call again from the lady, and she's like, how's 5 a.m. to 8 a.m.? And we're like, fucking perfect. Run it. We'll both get up early in the morning. Val and her sister will bounce with the dogs. I'll stick around with the movers, and I'll be right behind them. Well... We wake up in the morning, Val and her sister leave with the dogs. Because we're still assuming they'll show up. Because still assuming they'll show up. And I start like ripping, like getting everything cleaned up, getting everything ready. Well, it gets to be like 8, 8.30 and they're not there. So now they're not inside that window. So I give my buddy Cam a call and we go to the driving range. <laughs> <laughs> because they're obviously not coming then. And then I'm like, all right, maybe it's just, you know, miscommunication. Maybe they're going to come between 10 and 2. 
So like 11.15 hits and I call the guy, Kyle slash Rich, and he doesn't pick up but texts me and says, good morning, how are you doing, sir? So that was my first thing that should have been a big uh, problem because it was 11.15 a.m. and he was saying good morning. So I'm like, oh, fuck, okay. So I called every, I called every number that the company had listed, all the numbers that have called us, nobody's picking up. So I start kind of raging on this guy via text message, not really raging, just like, yo, when the fuck are these people showing up? He doesn't, uh, doesn't have a great answer. Says, t- tells me, I, dude, the timeline gets fucked because yeah. you were texting him and calling him from the car. Yeah. He had talked to you, but he tells me they'll be there between 10 and two. Tells me I'm the worst client he's ever had. Actually, at one point, he's because I said, dude, I'm going to need some information here. This is all through text. He's like, first of all, my name's not dude. It's my day off. I'm trying to help you be reasonable. And I'm like, if I answer that, we're going to have like mean stuff in writing and I don't want it. So he tells me they're going to be there between 10 and 2. And they'll call an hour before. So I'm like, all right. So I sit around, wait, and then it's like quarter past 2. So I text him and ask him. Val's calling him and asking him. <laughs> he never answered. He never answered. He answered for me once, and then he asshole buttoned me six times in a row. Yeah, because if anyone, yeah, for anyone who doesn't know us, we don't, <laughs> we just keep going. <laughs> I'm like, here's the thing, like, they already had part of our money. So oh, yeah. you try to, like, lay down the line, you know what I mean, of just, like, no, like, we are a customer, we gave you money, you gave us a promised time, what the hell is going on? At some point, they need to, like give you something back and they're just either not answering their phone and so yeah like i don't think we have to go through each interaction because there's many yeah there's lots of moral of the story on that one was they didn't show up between 10 and 2 we went back and forth he sent me a thing saying they'd be there between 5 and 8 that night and then obviously that wasn't going to happen um he actually sent me a screen cap of him texting someone asking when they would be there and i called the number that was on the screen cap I was playing fucking detective. And uh, so finally, we just said, through a series of events, I just said, fuck this. So I went and got a U-Haul. And the original plan was load the U-Haul up. Because we didn't want our stuff with these people. Because then it's like, we're trying to get it back. That's the thing. It's like, you would ask him, so at what point do I cancel this service? Like, you guys have, we can't rely on you. Like, you you didn't say that, but just, you know, at what point do we cancel this? And he had said something, at, you know, per per the contract. And so all of a sudden we're like, hey, can we have a copy of that contract? Just so you, you had the copy of it, but we didn't know that. Um, and he starts saying, like, he can't give it to us until he's back in the office Monday, blah, 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 blah. Um, so I had eventually asked Anthony, like, listen, like, they haven't, they haven't met any promises that they've given us would you bottom line do you feel comfortable putting all of our life belongings into this truck if it shows up (laughs) at all um and having it meet us there like i don't i don't have the confidence that this company is going to do that um and he agreed and so that's when we made our decision like we're just going to do do it ourselves like fuck this company um but yeah it was really like those 24 24 to 36 hours was just like twilight zone like what psychotic the hell is happening? so you know i get the yeah so i get the the u-haul they only have a 20 footer 
So a 20-foot U-Haul with my four-door truck getting towed behind it. Not two-wheel towed, like up on a fucking trailer. I don't have a CDL. Guy hooks up the trailer. <laughs> we put the truck on. The guy hooks up the trailer, and he's just like, all right, see you later. Drive slow. And I'm like, holy shit. Okay. So go back. Snooky and Cam and my neighbor, Robert. Who is the man, by the way? The I don't dude. think I don't think I've ever talked about him on the podcast, but he's the sickest. I wonder if he listens to this. Do you think he listens? To if him? you're listening to this, Robert, he's the best. I love you. Anyway, so and I miss you already. So we uh, we load up, loaded up, and it's a 13 hour drive by car, like 12 and a half hour drive. If we're going to my folks' house from Ohio, and I load up the truck. That's what it says on maps. No, 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 on maps it said 11 hours and 58 minutes is what it said. Okay, it right? always turns out it's, being two hours, it's uh, 13, two hours extra. 13 hours is what I've done it by myself in. Okay. It's a little bit more when you got the dogs. For sure. So, <clears throat> I'm not giving a fuck about food, I just wanna get home. So I know, I'm like, all right, 12 hours, fuck it, let's go. But I remember, I'm pulling out of the parking lot, and I look in the rear view and I see how long the truck is. And I just like have a big like, whew. all right, motherfucker, like let's get it. And uh, so it said I would arrive. I left at one. It said I would arrive at 1 a.m. And I'm like, all right, push that forward a little bit to two. We'll be fine. It's fine, right? So the fucking arrival time just kept going later and later and later or earlier, however you want to look at it. Uh, and I could, I'd say my average speed was 58 miles an hour, maybe cause I'm going through Pennsylvania, all this shit. Anyway, long story long, I got home at 4:47 AM. It was insane. And I didn't have any, I didn't sleep. I didn't do shit. I would like pull off, get an energy drink, fill up the tank with gas, you're crazy. And fucking just, You're insane. And just rip it. And Mind uh, you, this is on December 20th, which, if no one knows, that is the long, uh, the longest day of the year, or the shortest day of the year. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so you were driving through night, like, in the long... <laughs> I didn't the realize... The longest night of the year. I didn't realize that. Was that, that. on the 20th, or was that on the 19th? Regardless. It's all the same. 19th, 20th, like... It was, it was insane. So, yeah, I made it, and I didn't <laughs> hit anything with the, the, the trailer, until the last parking lot. <laughs> and, and I hit the fucking, that cone, th the stick that came out of the ground. Um, and the, so, yeah. so uh, I thought this was your podcast. Yeah, you're, you you're yawning on the podcast. Listen, I'm not used to this. I have coffee in front of me. <laughs> I will be better. So anyway, so that was our thing. Then we unloaded the truck and we might get our money back. But another little through funny thing. Through a dispute. Not, not by that yeah. giving it to us. But yeah, so they... Uh, they just never showed up. I didn't get a phone call that they were coming until Monday, either Sunday or Monday. They were supposed to be there Friday. And I was like, I finally got a call and it's like, bro, like I texted your boss so many times trying to figure out where you are that he blocked my phone number. So I don't know if you're in Ohio for no reason right now, but it was brutal. Um, but we're here. But we're here, and we made it. And uh, yeah, that was like a twenty-minute story about, and it was like psychotic. It was probably one of the wildest couple days I've had since not being a drug addict anymore. Yeah, I just felt bad because <laughs> like you just had to like buck up and like problem solve plus man like everything. Dude, I just I, I remember just being like, don't be a bitch. <laughs> 
Like, you fucking got this, dude. While like, you were you, driving? Yes. Just being like, don't be a fucking pussy. Like, just, just keep going. Keep your eyes open. Like, I didn't listen to music until the last, like, 40 minutes. The rest of it was just, like, podcasts. And I just kept calling motherfuckers. Just calling people, talking on the phone. Like, hey, like, I'm not a long phone call guy. But just like calling and to the you kept him on the phone. To, yes, I'm like anyway. So to the point where I'm calling dudes that are like I'm friends with that like live in fucking L.A. <laughs> and then it got to a point where it's too late. It was like too late for them too. Too late to call the homies that are in like British Columbia. Like <laughs> like it's like it's late for them. Um, so yeah, it was wild. But we're here and we're figuring it out. But the new so the new gym is sick. Oh, it's awesome. We're like not, we haven't taken it over fully yet, but we're like working full time there to get the lay of the land. And the people at the gym are radical. I think Brian, the current owner and my like very good friend has done an awesome job at like not allowing shitheads to exist in that gym. And that's definitely part of the culture that we want to keep there where it's like, you know, you can say all the cheesy stuff. It's like, oh, we're family and we're this. And it's like, it's a little cheesy and cliche. But um, that vibe is really important um, when you have people pulling for you. And, like, knowing that, like, everybody doesn't have to like everybody. But at least there's no, like, pieces of shit involved. And that's really important to us. So that's been great. Everybody's welcomed us with open arms. And um, it was pretty cool. Uh, talking to one of the dudes that I met my first time interning there and how he didn't know who was going to take it over. And he was like pretty upset when he heard that the place was getting sold. But he told me like, it was either you guys or nobody. <laughs> like it was either you guys that were going to take it over or, or nobody. It's this, my homie, Josh Larner. And um, he's a total stud, but it feels good to be home and, the gym feels like home and it's like we're getting into the flow of it and starting to get used to like how things are run there and, and things we're going to slightly change and the things that we think are fucking awesome that are already happening there. So what's it been like for you first time like working? I know we're not like right now we're not like technically working, but like how's it been like not having to be a waitress or a bartender like? Well, first, it doesn't really feel like that. Like I still feel especially because it's Christmas right now. So we're usually home for the holiday. So oh. there's party media. Yeah, yeah. It was like, I'm just going to be in the Pearl next week and be like, oh, that was fun. You know? Yeah. Um, so there's part of me that, like, that hasn't hit yet. Um, and also, I mean, the only time that I worked in a gym was Iron Empire. And I was only there on Sundays. For, I don't remember. How and you were front, front desk. Front desk. Yeah. But different. I haven't worked in a gym since then so there is part of me where my like time frame in the gym is like only a certain amount of hours so i feel like i have to leave or you know what i mean like my, yeah. my time extent in the gym so that's something that i have to get used to and like um, finding time to train where yes. like you feel like you're like fuck i gotta make sure i have time in my day to work out and it's like all you need is an hour in the middle of the day. Yeah, I do need to decide when that is because it's just like, <laughs> sometimes I'm just like, I guess I'm doing this now. Yeah, I'm you working know? out. That's currently. how I felt when I did that circuit with the stairs. I just like chose a time and I'm like, I'm not mentally ready for this right now. And then I just jumped into it. So I need to like set my schedule and figure out when I'm going to train. Um, and I, I mean, that 
all comes with like us finding what we're going to be doing in the gym anyway. Yeah. Um, as far as like schedule wise. So that will be easier when we have a better handle on that. Yeah. Uh, but it's been really cool. Um, everyone seems to be really receptive, which is nice. Obviously, I... Uh, Coachability is yeah. huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I'm not like incredibly comfortable with. Um, just because I haven't done that sort of work before. No, but you're good at it because it's like, it's like now everybody in the world is going to hear us talking like no one else is going to hear it, but you're good at that. (laughs) (laughs) You're good at that. You just don't like, like when you were training in the group at sweatshop, that was something that several people there told me you were good at. Like you're good at cueing people. You're good at picking up what people fucked up or you're good at like, you know, you're, you have good energy. Like those are all qualities that you need to have a coach, to be a coach in a gym. Right. And you I know just what I'm haven't done it before. Say, so it's just something that like I'm kind of stepping into right now. Yeah. It's a you different, I mean? well, it's the same thing in a different setting because like even, you know, with night crew, it's like Snooky and Dave and DB and fucking Jamie, like they've all said Kovac, like they've all said that you're good at coaching and picking up stuff. But the reason it doesn't feel that way, that it's like totally natural is because that was like when you were in your element, you were training, you were just saying what you see, like naturally. You're just like, you need to do your feet this way. And it's right. like, but that's all this. It's all the fucking same. Like, it's not, Yeah. you know. Yeah. And also there is like some level of discomfort with like, um, where I feel like I'm like, like you just said, you're in your element. But that's like powerlifting. Sure. But I, so there's like this separation in my brain. Yeah. <clears throat> that like the two can't cross over between like the athletes and like. Yeah. Powerlifting. But a, a box so squat is a box feel, squat is a box yeah, squat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I have to kind of like bridge that gap, um, just like in my own brain. That like, hey, this is the same thing, you know. I've been using this phrase a lot, but like you've been telling yourself stories. Yeah. <laughs> you've been telling yourself. You've been you've been making up the stories like where it's like you're good at that. It's like it's not different. No one's going to ask you. No one's going to come in there and be like, how do I serve a volleyball better? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, they're going to be like, I need better thoracic extension, shoulder, shoulder stability and lat strength so that I can do that. Like, you're not like a skill coach. It's like they want to know how to properly do a lat pull down or a lat activation so that it's like all shit, you know, like it's just putting tools in the toolbox. Having time doing it. You know, it's like every time someone has come up to me with a question I've been able to answer it um I think well so yeah yeah it'll just be like time in the gym as far as like feeling comfortable with it and and they've been I've noticed they've been really receptive to the fact that you never know because we used to have a squat group in Columbus that we coached every Sunday and there was definitely people that came in there that were not receptive to Val because she's a female and I and so we what we started doing was every time a new person came in, like she didn't ask me to do this, I would walk up to him and be like, just so you know, that girl over there is like at the time it's like she squats six fifty and benches mid threes and like is a bad motherfucker. So anything she tells you, listen to it. But we haven't even had to do that at this gym because everybody because the culture there is what it is already, they seem to be really receptive. Most most 15-year-old male athletes are not going to want to hear shit from some girl that they've never talked to. But I tell you what though. They all listen. 15-year-olds are way more receptive than the 35. Oh yeah, yeah, I guess I guess that's true. Yeah. So, so it's like but it is cool to watch the watch the 
that from afar, like it makes me proud. It's like, I'm proud of those dudes and those kids for listening, but also proud of you for like, you know, putting yourself out there and making sure you're talking to them. So it's been really cool to transition into the gym and like, see, like I'm excited to see, like you see people in there and you know that if you maintain that relationship, you're gonna see these young men grow, like these these boys grow into young men, and you know these girls grow into you know young women and and mature and like go through all their stuff, and so it's been really cool, um, and like gets exciting thinking about that. So we're kind of like pumping our own fucking tires here about how radical we are, we're but sick. we're sick, yeah. So, but the the gym itself is really cool, and I feel really fortunate that like this is, you know a possibility for us to be doing so like being back here and doing it has been sick so um transitioning i wrote so i wrote some stuff down oh, yeah. i wrote something to i wrote so, one thing down <laughs> that people <laughs> that, at me like that people are gonna want I, I know that people are gonna that people ask to talk about a lot and i i don't i have talked about it a little bit on the podcast but not much so i know you're nervous uh, it rhymes with hand. Same. Band shirts. Oh, let's goodness. go, dude! <laughs> let's go. So uh, we All haven't. Right, so, so yeah. So the only people we've talked to on the show that have like have mostly been like people who are basically outwardly against band shirts. Like people who are like those are not going to be a thing. Like in the APF and the WP, like whatever. They're like, people are like against it, but we haven't really talked to anyone who's like super about it, which I'd love to. So, hey, fucking A, I'd love to get somebody on who's like pro band shirt, like rah, rah, all about it. Um, And I think we need to put a disclaimer, like, yo, lift how you want to lift. I don't want to be old man yelling at the sky person where I'm like, this isn't, this isn't the powerlifting that I know. Like, you know, it's I don't want pure. It's not a pure powerlifting thing. I don't want to be that person. Um, but there is some stuff. So what do you think about band shirts, Valerie? What a question. Isn't that pretty open-ended? It is very open-ended. Um, I mean, regarding the shirt, I, I don't think much about it. It's just a piece of equipment. Um, as far as like... What it is, yeah. Um, let me let me just let me talk. Just shut up. Just say that. Just shut up and let me talk. It's just a shirt. It's just. And a that's shirt. the end of my opinion. Um, <laughs> like, like the band shirt itself doesn't like provoke any emotion. Um, now I think the biggest argument is like whether those numbers that are produced in the shirt um, are going to overshadow the multiplied numbers. Um, you know what I mean? Like, if they're going to be in the same category. So that is where my, like, uh, resistance to the band shirt lies. Um, I don't think in any way, shape, or form, those two should be in the same category. And they're not, currently. They're not, but I think there is, like... <sighs> Listen, there's evolution of gear. Of course. There's evolution of gear, but there's a difference between the evolution of gear and creating different gear. Right. So so the example that I used was, 
and I don't know if anybody will be able to follow. There will be like three people that listen to this that know what I'm talking about, but I think you can visualize it. So a pair of hockey skates has one blade down the center, right? And that, But if you look at it, you can still see like the sole of the boot, right? So it's in the middle. When I was playing junior hockey, they started coming out with these things. They were like overdrive blades or over whatever. And it was like this thing that was like the size of like a razor blade that went, that you bolted to the bottom toe, front toe of your goalie skate. So when you were pushing side to side, you could get an extra push to go to that side. Now those have since been made illegal. Um, Cause it gave you like an extra blade. Like if your foot was totally sideways, you made an extension save, you could push back the other way. Cause you had a blade on the, basically the side of your boot. But I always thought they were stupid. Cause I was like, that's not the same thing. You just added like a cheat. It'd be like having like, an extra pocket on the glove. It's like <clears throat> you added something to it. So that's cool if everybody can use that, but it's like you create a different, it's like making the sport different because there's never been two blades. So all of a sudden there is, Right. you know what I mean? It's yeah. like if all of a sudden you had a, yeah, I'm relating everything to hockey, but if you had like a stick that when it flexed, there was like some sort of elasticity material or mechanical thing that made it whip more. It's like that sick that you can shoot the puck 200 miles an hour instead of a buck 10, but that doesn't belong in the sport of hockey. It'd be like hockey plus right. or, or, or whatever. So like with the bandy shirts, like, evol like evolving from single ply to multiply, it's the same fucking material, right? Like, I don't know. <clears throat> it's the same material. So it's like, I don't know. It feels weird. I don't really know why. Um, well, here's the thing. Um, I can only speak to my, my experience and my opinion. Like, these opinions here, like, these are my personal opinions. I feel like there is some level of, like, talking about this publicly that people don't want to put out. Um, I'm not in the sport anymore, so I don't care. Obviously, I'm, I'm in it in some way. Um, but, like, whatever. There is a level that I'm, like, removed from it. So all I can do is speak to what I would personally feel. Um, I have nothing against, like, people doing it. I don't care. Like you said, lift how you want. But for me, so, like, you know, I stopped competing, but something that I always wanted to do was bench 500 pounds in a multiply shirt. So while I was competing, if I got in a band shirt and went to a bench only competition or even just some competition and I bench 500 pounds in a band shirt the next day, I would not feel accomplished like that. You would still like... You wouldn't, feel like you, you, you wouldn't feel like you checked the box. No. Right. No. Like, I want to, like, this is a touchy word, but, like, I want to work for that. That's a huge milestone lift. It's just, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yep. so I would want to, like, continue my path and accomplish that in where I started the path. You know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't feel, to me, it, I wouldn't feel accomplished in that, in that category. In my multiply poly shirt bench i would not be able to check that 500 box that's the it's distinction not, it's, it's not the same thing um there is also a level that like i have of 
So like that purity that people talk about, like keeping the sport pure and like whatever, <laughs> that's just really a word that I'm making up with it. But that's what it feels like is like the, the purity of the sport, you know, the standards. Um, so something that like we've always prided ourselves in, I think, you know, I'm making blanket statements, but as multiply lifters is that the technique is what separates us, right? So like no one can step in and just, and more very few people can just step in and really take to a bench shirt, um, take to a squat suit. Like there is a learning curve to it. Um, so in my opinion, that's that's what I've always like prided myself in is, is how technical it is. Um, and it seems like having the band shirt kind of takes out that entry, like entry fee of getting into gear. Um, to so degree, like yeah. if, if it were to, you know, if, if band shirts were to just be the standard multiply shirt, um, it really takes away a large portion of like that, like the pride of it, yeah. you know, and that, it, again, these are like personal opinions, you know, this, I'm not speaking for any multiply lifters besides myself. Um, but that's kind of like my only like quote unquote issue with the shirts. Like, I don't care if people do them, like. It doesn't bug me that people are doing it. Like, no. <laughs> it I don't care. Um, but it's just not the same thing. Um, so those are like my two points of like, my milestones wouldn't be checked off, um, which other people might not feel that way. Yeah. You know, like they might have, I don't care if I bench 800 doing it in a poly shirt or in a band shirt. I don't care as long as I do it. That's just a personal view of my own of I wouldn't feel the accomplishment that I would feel of doing it in a poly shirt. Um, and the pride that people have of like, no, to do this, you have to be a technical lifter. Um, sure. you know, like it, I feel like the, the rivalry between raw and multiply has sort of settled down, but you know, like that's something that we could always combat them with of like raw saying that multiply is cheating, blah, 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 is having the, the difficulty of the technique and the mastery of that. And to be a good multiply lifter, you have to be technical. Um, so it kind of takes that away. But yeah. those are my only two points. Other than that, I don't give a shit. Yeah, and there are like technical aspects of a band shirt that are slightly different. And I think that honestly, I think the band shirts, especially when you get into like the three and four ply ones, like realistically take more balls. Sure. Like because the weights just get so much bigger. So there's like that aspect where it's like, the oh, you have to like it's yeah. like you're a fucking psycho if your best bench is six eighty and you're taking a thousand in a bench. Like you're a fucking maniac, and that's sick. And I get it. Like I like the i. So like, I I agree with like basically everything. It's like a few things that I we have like a little bit of a different view on, but for the most part, I agree with you. And I think that the technical aspect it's a different technique, but the carryover is it happens quicker in a band shirt. Um, but like there is something to be said like obviously my bench is something I struggle with in a poly shirt and everybody knows it there's no like you know this is no surprise but if I were to put on and you know my best bench is 635 in a poly if I put on a, like same thing if I put on a bandy shirt bench 700 it just wouldn't mean as much to me because I know how hard it's been to go from six to six thirty-five. So if I made a sixty-five pound jump and benched seven hundred in a in a bandy, like 
it wouldn't mean the same to me as if like over the next two years I bench 700 in an SDP. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I, I hate how we have to like caveat that yeah, thing, because like, people do get, people will get upset about that and, I, and I'm not trying to take anything away. Like, yo, like Bob Burke is a good friend of mine. The fact that he benched a thousand at that meet is fucking badass. Like to me, that was a sick bench press. Right. And we're not saying that those shouldn't check those boxes for you. We're just saying personally. For us. Yeah. Personally, it wouldn't hurt And, and us. dude, honestly, if I thought that I could get into a bandy shirt and in a reasonable amount of time bench a thousand, I probably would just to do it, just to hold it in my fucking hands and like, because I'm not benching a thousand in a poly ever. That's not going to fucking happen. That's just, you know, so if it's like something that I could do just, you know, for funsies or whatever, that's cool. To me, the risk isn't worth the, re the reward. Like, if I break my... I'd rather break my arm benching 850 in a poly than break my arm in a bandy trying to bench 1,000. For me, that's just how I feel about it. But, uh, yeah, it's like a weird thing. Because you, you don't want to... You got to be careful. Because all of a sudden, you start sounding like the people who are bitching about poly going to canvas. Right, which I don't ever want to be. Yeah, you don't want to be that person who's like... Ever. Yeah, who's like, <laughs> oh, well, you did that on a deadlift bar not a stiff bar so fuck you and it's like Suits are basically yes. which whatever maybe they are but yeah i don't yeah i don't i don't know like it's weird because you don't want to sound like a hypocrite but i do feel myself having those hypocritical <laughs> feelings i i do and i can own that <laughs> i think that having I'm open and i think that having this I think, <laughs> I think having the conversations where you put yourself on the spot is important because you like walk you like walk through it and it's like is this okay? The funny thing is, like, we've had this conversation fucking 20 times without a microphone. Yeah. So it just took less time to go through it because we didn't have to put in the little er ahs where we say, like, it's, there's nothing wrong with it, like, you know, in between to make sure people don't get pissed. But that's the truth. Like, there is nothing wrong with it. It just well, feels, it just feels different. The thing that feels different is when people don't clarify it. That's the part that feels different. When they this don't... Is a huge, this is a point for you. When they, Yes, for me. When they don't fucking clear... And I know that you don't agree with that. Because no, we don't say... Because I didn't say 2,500 pound total in multiply. I just said 2,500 pound total. I didn't say like it was a multiply. The weird thing is like where... You know, I had a 200 pound PR on my bench. And it's like... Did you? Because it seems like that was just your first time competing in a band shirt. So it's a different thing. So the way that I've been saying is like, if you drive, uh, if you race on a quarter on a quarter mile track or whatever, or the, the one that they have up in Maine, that's like a third of a mile and you race it in a fucking Honda and you're trying to beat a specific time and then you get like a souped up fucking Lambo and beat that time, did you PR your time really? Or did you just get a new faster time? Right. Yeah, like there's like, like a comparing, distinction. It would be like taking your notebook that you used with your raw lifts and your raw PRs, and then you. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, then you threw on briefs, and yeah, and you were yeah. like, "Hey, I hit a 150 pound PR." It's like, well, you put on. Yeah. Briefs, so. so, so am I? Yeah. Yeah. So there's good, no level of like comparison there. Good. Yeah. Good example would be like my first multiply meet. I squatted 755. My best raw squat was 655. I didn't say it was a hundred pound PR. I just said 755 squat because it was different, but we're kind of going in circles, but I think it's because we're trying to figure listen, it out. The difference is, and <laughs> listen, this is, this listen, <laughs> here's the defining This is moment. what makes us different than the salty old power lifters. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the distinction I want to make. <laughs> <laughs> no, the difference is that 
I don't give a shit if you do it, and I'm not going to call you um, a pussy or a fraud or yeah. whatever uh, and say that you're ruining the sport. Um, it should be kept separate, but, you know, no, it, I, like introducing the gear isn't going to, like, stain powerlifting. And, and, and there's that thing of the integrity of the sport. People want to talk about the integrity. Well, if we're talking about integrity of the sport, probably the person who's shown some of the most integrity I've seen when you talk about like the actual definition of the word was a band shirt record. Like Amber, she sent her own fucking lift back to the IPA and was like, can you review this to make sure that this is good? Because I feel weird about it. Yeah. And like, we talked to her about it. I don't know if she wants to tell me, we talked to her about it. She asked our opinions on it. (laughs) I, like you know, she. I'm sure she talked about it, but here it I, I'm is. sure she. I'm sure she. I'm sure she talked to other people about it. But we had a conversation, and we respect Amber. Like I, I really like Amber. And I think she's a hell of a fucking lifter. And like, would I have done what she did? No. So maybe I don't have as much integrity. I, mean, I would have just said fuck it and took it. But she did the extra step. So like people who say like there's lack of integrity if you're using those band shirts, that's bullshit. Because I've never seen. I've never fucking heard of a multiply person sending their fucking bench video backed and saying, can you double check to make sure this is good? Yeah. And she did, and that wasn't a banter. It's on an individual level. So, you know, yeah, so I if think... If you're worried about the integrity, maybe you should just be more, I don't know. Tight about it. Yeah, so, yeah, more tight about it. Yeah, so I think that, yeah, I think that, uh, yeah, we're kind of going in circles. I don't think we came to an answer, really. This will go round and round and round. No, but I'm we sure for the next thought about it, which we haven't done yet. Um, which, whatever, I don't know. The totals get weird. The totals well, yeah, do get the totals do get weird because it's like, like an unlimited bench. So an unlimited ba- uh, bench is a separate thing. But if you just look at multiply totals, then all of a sudden it gets convoluted because well, no, it's like because it still be it would still be different. That's what was, it has to it be has separate. To be unlimited everything, as a, as even though total, you're using yes. the same canvas, the same right. like everything, right? So. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, like, they're opening it up for the bench bash for WPO. I believe their two-ply shirts are going to be allowed for band shirts. I don't know how I feel about it. Whatever. They're doing it, and we'll see. A lot of this stuff is just figuring it out, right? I think that the positive thing right now is that the sport has so many people who are, like, on the Internet, get to see everything, have open discussions about this online, whether it's arguing or not. Even if it's, like, a shitty argument, people at least can see that argument. Whereas, as like, however many years ago when the Canvas Suits came out, all of the people that were talking shit were in garage gyms about other people. Like, they didn't have the opportunity to discuss these things. So I think that the powerlifting community will figure it out. If people are cool with it, it's going to become a thing. If enough people say fuck it, it's not going to become a thing. It just is what it is. I'm just too old to be putting on one of those. I just have too many fucking injuries and shit to be putting one on and risking my elbows. Can I put you on the spot? Put me on the spot. What would you vote? For what? Specifically. <laughs> Specifically. So, say they combine the two. Ben uh, shirts are now allowed in APF. They're allowed in the WPO. Um as like a full power competition, what would you do? And they're unlimited. Like you can have the same same rules apply as far as layers. So you can have a three ply poly and you can have a three ply bandy, and they're both allowed. I don't know. Whatever. 
Yeah, so they were all the same thing. Yeah. Like, because right now it's like you can they have would however count ma- the same way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can have however many plies of poly you want, and if you could have however many, so it would change. But what I would do is because I think the WPO is fucking sick, and I really like the people that run it, and I like the way that it's ran. So the way that it's kind of like a league. So if it was on me, and they cleared them for everything, and that's what I had to do to be in the WPO, I would wear one. But any other meet I did would be single ply. Yeah. Because the single ply community is never going to be cool with this shit. You're, you're never going to see a person in a single ply. You're never going to see someone walk out a squat or something and then on the bench put on a single ply. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. In the back of your mind, you would still be chasing that 700 multi, like, multiply poly shirt. Yeah, exactly. I'd be you just trying to do it. I'd that. be trying to do it in yeah, single so like, <laughs> You would basically just be putting on, the, you know what I mean? Like you would just be putting put on, on the face for the competition. Put on the band shirt to go to the WPO because I think it's dope. Yeah. We got into multiply lifting because we love multiply lifting and mastering the gear. Yeah. That, or at least I did. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I think me, I got into it because it was scary. So maybe I would like a bandy shirt. That's the thing is like I've put one on. I've never benched in one. I've benched in really stiff slingshots i've you know what i mean like i've put on a bandy shirt i've never taken something in my chest and maybe i'd fucking put one on and take a weight out and be like this is like the adrenaline like this is the yeah. scary part this is the fun part but i do think that the technical think- aspect is like because dude benching in a fucking poly is really hard for me yeah i'm fucking obviously well for me it's like uh i never like got off on the numbers you know mm. what I mean? Like, I was more hyped when I just, like, perfectly bench something. And that's not everyone, and that's fine. Like, so when you're talking about, like, the fear and, like, the adrenaline rush and, like, whatever, like, when I hit a big number, I I don't think I ever really experienced that. Yeah. But I would look back at, like, a really technical bench or a really technical squat and be like, bro, I'm fucking tight, yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it does feel good to have those, like, big... Uh those big like lifts that are technical I, I mean I wouldn't know I've only had like two big lifts that ever looked <laughs> not like a bag of shit uh, myself I used to say that Val's lifts looked like a very organized bookshelf and my lifts looked like a fireball like <laughs> going like just like falling out of the sky um, but yeah well that's interesting you didn't expect to get in this conversation. I no, held this I, I held this idea a secret. I know, and you know what? I was going to peek over and see what you had because I knew you had written something down. I was going to, but I didn't, so it was totally by surprise. <laughs> but yeah, maybe we've gone in circles, but I think it's good to just have the discussion out there. Mm. Um, we'll wrap it up. What's your give them your fucking uh, your Instagram and stuff and I know. Look it up. Uh, while uh, she's while she's looking that up, hey, so right now the gym is still currently called Brian's One to One Fitness. It's in Concord, New Hampshire. If people want to come and check it out, just shoot shoot us a message. Um, even though we don't technically take it over until February first, we're still in there basically every day. So if it's something you somebody wants to check out, please come and come and look, um, come and train. Um, shoot us a message. Any of the day pass stuff would be going to the current owner, and he's dope as fuck. So, but yeah, I don't know what he, I don't know what he charges chat. for. Yeah, I don't know what he charges for a day pass. I don't know. It's not much. Anyway, the gym is dope. Three monoliths, three deadlifts, the whole thing. Every bar you could fucking imagine. So, um, it's dope. So anyway, that's my pitch. Give him your Instagram. Val R underscore Oliveira. 
Boom. So make sure you follow her. Um, we're not doing last question thing because I think the last question just lasted four, <laughs> 40 fucking minutes. Um, if you guys want to follow me, my personal page is AnthonyCW13. Uh, and the trigger warning page is trigger underscore warning underscore conjugate. We don't have any snapbacks, so it's not for all your snapback needs, but we do have a bunch of beanies. Has someone called you out on that? No, I just always say that. Snapback, always mental, snapback. snapback mental Monday needs, and it's like... I haven't put out snapbacks in fucking two years. I know. I know. Uh, but we do have a bunch of um, uh, beanies that are left over from the pre-order that we ordered extra and sweatpants and some t-shirts and shit. Um, two long sleeves coming out. A couple of long sleeves coming out there on order and a t-shirt that was a design that people saw in one of our graphics that they asked for. So I got those printed too. We're just waiting on one of the long sleeves. Um, check out the Patreon page. Patreon.com slash trigger warning conjugate. Um, there's a bunch of shit on there and I'm going to be adding, um, some new content on there, possibly videoing a bunch of my own workouts as well as showing the progression of some of the people that we're working with in the gym. So, and also the gym name we should be dropping in the next, Oh, you thought I was going to say it. it. She thought I was going to say it. No, no. Uh, the gym name will be coming out, um, in the next two weeks, I would say, or a week from when this comes out. Uh, so keep your eyes open for that. That's all we got for today. Thanks again for listening to the TWC Stay Hated Podcast. And as always, stay hated, motherfucker.